Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan. Rachel Young, a true crime goddess. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time. They are three book girls. I have nothing to contribute to that conversation. That's an excellent idea. I think so, too. You know, during the pandemic, it's very important to practice a lot of self-care. And self-care is could be motorized as well. It could, it could be for some people. Uh, anything that makes you happy. We need to take a trip to Hustler. We need a, we need a uh, what do you call that, a field trip. Megan, have we, you been to Hustler? I have not been to Hustler. Are we need open? to take you. It's actually really cool. Because they put all the toys out so you can look at them. And you can like and turn you can them push on the and buttons stuff and whatnot, and so that what instead of getting home in the privacy of your own home and going, what the fuck does this thing do anyway? They they will show you. They will let you not like you know personally show you, but they show you like what it does, what it does. and mm-hmm. yeah, and they explain to you tell you what the what what the functions of each and every toy in the toy box. Oh my. And if you have questions, if you, there's something on the shelf that they don't have set out, and you want to like feel the material no. that it's made of or whatever they'll open the it's box really so awesome bonnie and i went in there listen and you're gonna have to wash anything that comes out of there before usage because and they sell special soap for that i'm sure they do so that you don't have to you know muck it's, up your it's machine. actually quite fun i'll take your word for it but you're not coming with us? I mean, I would Aww. go. I'd go. You have to go behind the wall, Megan. <laughs> yeah, there's a special <laughs> privacy wall. So that, there's so, nothing wrong with going into a little sex store. It's fun. No, I've been in that. So there was one down the street from my college um, in Ohio, and it was like senior year, and we were all like back for RA, like the early week for like RA training, and we we're all seniors, and we were sitting around one day, and I was like, has anyone actually gone to, they just always called it the porn store. Uh, we're like, has anyone actually gone to the porn store? We've been here for four years. And everybody was like, no. And we're like, oh no, we're the, the RA group, we're doing this. So we went, and uh, so we were going down the stairs, and we passed some of our re- our football players who were going up or down the stairs. I don't know where, which direction now. And we walk, we go to the cars, we drive down the street, we walk in and there's our resident guy. We passed in the stairwell. (laughs) (laughs) And we were like, this got awkward. (laughs) Man, I, it was just the most educational trip ever. I just had so much fun going in there. There was stuff in there. I'm a 50 plus year old woman. And there was stuff in there that surprised even me. Oh, yeah. I'm well, sure. There's plenty of things that would surprise many people. Okay, listen. There's some stores that you go into, like toy stores, <laughs> quote unquote toy <laughs> stores. And like, I went into one one time, and I was actually looking for a bachelorette present. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for me <laughs> that time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I was looking at something. It's in the package, and like, I asked the person at the register. I'm like, "Do you know if this?" And she's like giving me this look like why the fuck are you asking me about sex toys i don't know my eyes <laughs> I mean, you're like you were gonna like store. run out the door yikes and she's like i don't know i feel and like I'm if like, you're going to work there you need to well like, you know what the worst thing is, is if you go there. into a place like that and there's a skeezy guy in there oh no that's yeah. an immediately Loitering. Like, turn around and go back out the door like, yeah mm-hmm. i don't like it when the skeezy guys loiter 
Mm-hmm. But it was fine when we went in Hustler, man. That and they awesome. also don't like it when you talk too loud when you go to an actual like hardcore porn stop, shop because like, you know, Oklahoma doesn't sell them. Right. Texas does. And so does. We went when uh, I we're this learning is when a I was lot still about Bonnie right now. I feel this like is when I was still married I and there was such a thing as a hardcore store. What is this? Well, Okay, you know oh, what softcore no, porn is, right? Was that the guy? Yeah. It doesn't show any penetration. So hardcore would be showing penetration. Well, see, that doesn't make sense to me. Porn, I mean, if you're watching porn, you show penetration. I mean, you know. But in Oklahoma, it's against the law to show. So we are in another state in the basement of this <laughs> pawn shop. That has the hardcore porn. I'm sorry, it's a pawn store and <laughs> it's a, a porn store. It's a pawn like shop to on the top. The vibrator, please. <laughs> so I, I don't really need it anymore. You pawn your it TV. It's really expensive. God. How but, much could you give me for it? It's oh clean. God, we've gone so far <laughs> down the rabbit hole at this point. Get that special soap to get the sticky. Gonna need more than special soap. <laughs> We need the special stuff to get out of this conversation. You're not letting me finish my conversation. Okay, go, conversation. go ahead. Sorry. So anyway, so we're down in this hardcore porn shop and I'm looking at these videos and my husband is like one aisle over. So I, I pick it up like, honey, look at this cover. And somebody else who's in the store like walks silently away from me quickly. <laughs> I'm like, are you not supposed to talk when you're in a porn Picking out a video? I don't know these. What's the rules? <laughs> this has been a while back. I was home from like undergrad and my sisters and I went and we got my mom a couple gifts, like a pen where you, when you clicked it, the guy went from being like dressed in a suit to being totally naked. She's like, how am I supposed to use this at work? I was like, <laughs> Just don't let anyone borrow your pen. <laughs> and yeah, and we got her like a couple like phallic shaped suckers and my dad was just like, uh, okay. Right. <laughs> Your mom is very um, cosmopolitan. <laughs> My mom would have probably had a freaking stroke or a heart attack. I think the best advice I ever got from her was, well, you wouldn't buy the car without test driving at first, right? So just saying. I like that one better than the cow and the milk one. Yeah, well, because the point is, Test things out, yeah. right? Whether that's sex or living together or do something before you decide to put a ring on that. Yeah, so, I agree a thousand percent. Just be safe. Be smart. Don't be an idiot, right? Yeah. As and make sure that you wash all the toys that you buy at the toy store before right. usage. Yes. Or from the pawn shop. <laughs> or from the pawn shop. <laughs> Funny. That was just a video store. <laughs> <laughs> right? Guns and porn at the same shop. Exactly. That's and like a dangerous combo. I will have to say that we were up there for a car show. So car shows, guns, and porn, baby. This is like the most Oklahoma sentence I've ever heard in my life. Uh, I, I have to agree. <laughs> Only thing missing was you did not pet a baby tiger while you were there. Oh, did you see Tiger Safari got a new sign? Yep. Now that the Tiger King is They're gone closed. and out of business. The places, not only do they find bones on the property, they have now closed it permanently. Yeah, so if you're planning closed. to come on vacation to see three book girls in person in Oklahoma. You can no longer go, visit. Go to Winniewood. No more Winniewood. Nope. 
Instead, tiger. you'll have to. We use Tiger Safari up here. Tiger Safari open, and right? Tuttle is still available. Okay. Um, and the guy's just as weird. So, you know, you can come and visit that. Instead of a mullet, that he has a janky, The janky Oklahoma Zoo that is near my house instead. I'm surprised that you haven't watched it. It's true crime. I mean, the story of Joe Exotic is true crime. I know, but... It, okay. It's so bizarre, Rachel. Just from a psychological standpoint, it's fascinating. It really is. Maybe if I get through my Netflix queue... But I don't want to watch poor animals being abused. But you well, know, no, there, there isn't. There is no animal animal yeah. abuse shown on oh, there. Okay. No. All right. Well, maybe I'll check it out. Then. He's believe me, it is a case study in bizarre oh, human behavior and and narcissism. Now you just now you just sparked my interest because I heard case study. So sign me up. There's a scene where like when one of his, um, like staff member loses a limb no spoiler really there but um he's like he's his literal quote is like i'm never gonna financially recover from this and someone took it and put um me walking into a bookstore and it says i'm never gonna financially <laughs> and recover. right after said employee loses an arm he goes and changes into his paramedic outfit yeah costume no, yeah like no exotic. the boss joe exotic, joe exotic did. did he's like he's the boss like, of the place so like, the guy's the person is bleeding to death and he goes and changes into his paramedic outfit well sure talk about pulling double duty for right? camera yeah. yeah question did the tiger actually eat the arm they didn't um say. i don't know if the tiger actually ate the arm or not but i'm pretty sure they didn't get it back no i don't think they got it back hmm. so i'm assuming that the tiger got himself a little a little snack arm sickle nice yeah i mean i'm all for the tiger so <laughs> right the tiger just went tiger it just I did mean, what it does in nature that's why they say don't stick your hands or anything in the cage you stick it in you might lose it yep, yep. and they're even joking nope <laughs> and not just for tiger cages <laughs> <laughs> oh, stick god. that in here you might lose it oh, my god. <laughs> at least that appendage doesn't have any bone it's just flesh the cut might be a little easier than ripping some bone and cartilage she don't eat meat but she sure likes the bone martha's but, lost it <laughs> have you ever heard that song no I never, a new age girl is what it was called. I've never had a dead eye dick. Hold on. Alexa, play new age girl by dead eye dick. Oh. Sounds like Jesse's girl. A little bit, huh? You know this song. Now we gotta get to the um the chorus. Oh she loves me so she has to be alone. She don't eat me, but she sure likes the bone. I do know this song actually. I know the song and I'm a little disturbed that I never actually listened to the words. That's from Dumb and Dumber. Alexa dismiss. And there's like, so what? many songs that we i listened to growing up that now i hear them and i'm like what is misogynistic or like uh-huh yeah well, i think we've talked about it before but there's that one that's like the little poke coming through like they're i can't think of what the song is now but they're talking about like dancing 
Oh, I don't remember. Uh, Too close. Yes. By Blackstreet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like I was yep. listening to it a couple years back, and my friend was like, "Have you ever listened to the words of this?" And I was like, "Not cl- like I know the words." And we listened to it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I know, <laughs> like, we used to listen to that in junior high, and then you figure out the word, and you're like. Who was monitoring my listening? <laughs> but that's true of like all, like even like Disney and stuff. Like they 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 have to have like, especially like Disney where they put like adult jokes in because the kids aren't going to get it, but the parents like won't want to stab themselves in the eye. Oh, my parents awful. had the original Little Mermaid box with mm-hmm. <gasps> the original art on the front where there was like a disgruntled artist and he drew a penis in the castle. My parents still have that box. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Should we maybe transition? We probably should. Talk about some boobs. After penis in a box? Penis in a castle? And Bumble and... Okay. We've been so, very sexual this box. week. All right. So... Can I make a, a book girl tribe page uh, reminder? Of course. Definitely. I put up a post on the tribe page about doing a group buddy read for um, Emma in the Night by Wendy Walker. And I got there about, I want to say six or seven people who are on board. But for anybody listening who isn't part of the three book girls tribe page on Facebook, Go ahead and join, and if you're interested, um, I think some of us are also doing buddy reads and some of the other listeners, um, but that one's on there as well. My buddy read for that is going to start September 1st. And mine is called The Sparrow by Um, Mary something. Mary something. Are we going to do a Twilight book read? Yeah, we're going to do a Twilight discussion at some point, yeah. Okay. We have a couple people had just gotten the book, so we were giving them like a week or so to get to get it. See, to ours it. ours starts right. on Wednesday. For we'll, we'll post for, this week for and the see Sparrow. what day people want to do it. So I think that'd be a good one for us to do together. Yeah, I'm gonna join that one too because I need to get read. Which one, Sparrow or uh, Twilight? The Twilight one. Oh, the Twilight one. Yeah. Um. Okay. So mine is the Sparrow by Mary Doria Russell. Uh, we should probably move forward with our reviews yeah. for the day. Bonnie can reclaim her rightful spot of first review. It was, it was the first time in such a very long time. I didn't remember the last time you weren't on the podcast. I was so nervous. It was big you shoes You didn't to ask fill. me anything that happened to me for the two weeks I was gone. Two weeks worth of stories that I have. Did I tell you about Drunk Neighbor? No. What, what oh, did... my God. Okay, so I don't have Hot Neighbor anymore, but now apparently I have Drunk Neighbor who comes over unannounced at my house at 8.30 at night, freaking... And do you know this man? Well, he lives next door, so, like, I've talked to him, like, when we're walking dogs and stuff. So he has a dog. We know that about him. He has a a corgi. Is he, like, an old man or a young man? Yeah, he's probably about my mom's age, so... Oh, so he's not dateable. So older, no. No, no, no. Too old to date. I mean, you know, there's rules. He can only (laughs) go so far. (laughs) And but he comes over to my house knocking on my door at 830 and he's one of those people that is like one of the unforgiving knockers like he rings the doorbell rings the doorbell because he knows you're in there on the door he's not going to stop until you answer the fucking door so drunk that he's having to hold on to my door jam and I can smell the alcohol wafting (laughs) off of his body echo jumps on him so he's like holding on to the door jam holding on to my dog 
telling me that he thought he heard a noise coming from my apartment and trying to look in my apartment at the same time. And I'm like, no, there's nothing going on here. Are you sure? Because heard something like maybe the dog was stuck in the crate and it's like dude obviously that's not true because my dog is right there <laughs> oh my God. so i think he wanted me to like let him in and i'm like that's a very oddly specific like excuse me sir could you please describe to me what a dog stuck in a crate through a wall <laughs> like, please right. <laughs> and the just... fact that he was like like trying to like put his head in my apartment to look around i'm like why are you looking in my apartment go away maybe he's a serial killer no i think it was way too drunk to be serial killer or if he was he would not be a very successful one because you know i don't know jeffrey Dahmer was drunk like all the time sure was if you can't stand up how can you beat somebody up i don't even know how he made it across Uh, but i don't know how he even made it across the grass grassy area to get to my door he was so drunk He's like watching you. That's creepy. I don't like That's it. That's creepy. And I feel like you need to move. <laughs> yeah, you need to move now, Vani. It's like, well, maybe I'm just going to quit answering my door. I mean, eventually he'll stop knocking. You think? If I can put up with the TARDIS landing in my apartment every time that I try this, my <laughs> every clothes. Every time you dry your clothes. <laughs> and I can put up with a little knocking on the door until drunk neighbor I gets know discouraged. I there, Vani. I hear noises. I'm like, sorry. I think your dog's going to look great again. <laughs> you should not be obligated unless someone calls you and says, yo, I'm coming over or you invite somebody over. I'm horrible. If if somebody knocks on my door or rings the doorbell and my husband's not home, forget about it. I don't care whether you're trying to like help me find Jesus or sell me Girl Scout cookies. I'm not answering. So if my husband's home, you may get somebody. But if not, keep walking because I am not getting off the couch for it. Well, my rule is, is if I've already taken my bra off for the day, then I'm not going to answer the door because I'm not going to go get my fucking bra on. For one thing, by the time I rustle the thing back onto my body, freaking whoever's at the door is going to be gone. And you guys, she is serious. I am her best friend. And I showed up at her house one time after texting Tyler because that was something that I had to pick up that belonged to Dylan. And, and I showed up at the house and the look she gave me. I was like, why the fuck are you at my house without calling first? But I can't be too mad at you because I did that to you when our, when our kids were little. Do you well, remember that? I, I would like to remember to tell you that when you gave me that look. Well, you kind of gave me that look over the phone when I dropped Tyler off and you didn't know about it. <laughs> you gave her that look when you dropped her your son at her front door without notice? No, she did. Oh, okay. But over the phone. I have no idea what you're talking okay. about. I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. Whatever. Okay. okay, so books. What did you read? <laughs> before these two kill each other and I have to hide both bodies. <laughs> don't break up. <laughs> What'd you say? Don't break up? <laughs> Mommy and daddy are fighting. <laughs> Actually, I probably wouldn't hide either body. I would just take my microphone and be like, gotta go. <laughs> I didn't see anything. I'd just sit here and stare and cry on the computer. <laughs> I'd be coming to your house to hide. I'd be like, I gotta go somewhere safe. Okay, so what I read this week... It's called The Alice Network, and it's another spy novel. Because for some reason, I got hooked up on the all of these spy novels all at one time. So this is another one of them. And this starts out with a girl who's in college. It's 1947. And she's a little promiscuous in college, and she ends up pregnant. Oops. Mommy and Daddy are kind of from a richer 
family. So, of course, you know, this is a disgrace. So mom takes daughter to London to, quote unquote, visit some relatives. And they're going to go to Sweden and take care of the problem because there's somebody in Sweden that will, you know, go ahead and terminate the pregnancy. Well, they get over in London. And so the girl's name is Charlie who the college student who ends up pregnant and when they go to London she starts asking about a one of her relatives that she had a cousin that she had over there named Rose that she hadn't seen since they were like kids like little kids her mom won't tell her anything about what happened to Rose her dad nobody in the family will talk about it. it's like this huge secret she doesn't know what happened they just tell her that you know she died that's it so she decides to do a little investigating for herself and so she goes to a house of a lady named Eve I don't know how old I would say that she's probably 60s so she's an older lady and she answers the door when Charlie knocks on it completely trashed smoking a cigarette holding a gun to her that's a it's badass she, woman for World War I. I know. Era. I immediately liked her. <laughs> well, this is 1947. We're That's still in World War II. It was right after World okay. War II. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, answers the door, freaking drunk, like drunk neighbor, holding a gun and a cigarette. So I'm glad your drunk neighbor did not have a gun. <laughs> right? Me too. I wouldn't have answered the door if that happened. <laughs> and she asks questions about... Um, Rose and about like this uh, this Lily chick and immediately the lady is like on the defense Eve her name the old lady's name is Eve and everything else and she goes and passes out and Charlie's still standing in the doorway going well, what the fuck do I do now so she ends up just going and sleeping on the couch because she's like I'll just ask you know questions in the morning when she's sober so they end up going on this like adventure trying to find out what happened to Rose. So she ditches her mom, doesn't tell mom where she's going at all because she decides that she's not going to terminate this pregnancy. This wasn't her decision. She doesn't want to do it. And it goes from there. So it's a quest to find out what happened to Rose, which is her cousin. And you find out that Eve and Rose were both part of this female spy network that went behind enemy lines to pass messages on and so on and so forth and i mean i liked it better than what i thought i would i'm not big on spy novels but eve was like the best character i loved her she made it worth reading she sounds like a very interesting character i mean how she answered the door that was like her character through the whole thing and it i mean it flowed really well and it had a, a good ending and you kind of saw what was coming, like the little romance that happened during the story. You kind of figured that it was going to happen as soon as the uh, the male character was introduced. But now yeah, that's OK. I don't mind that so much. But yeah, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. And that was called The Alice Network by Kate Quinn. Nice. You know, feel- I'm not usually, especially I'm not into that era. I'm not into spy novels. But just the mystery of it all, it actually sounds like a really good book. Yeah, I mean, it didn't have a lot of, like, war stuff in it. And that's mm-hmm. probably one of the reasons why. Because I like the war stuff. And this didn't have a lot of the war stuff in it. But, you you know, it did have a good conclusion. It was, like, 
her trying to find out what happened and plus at the same time going against her parents and her rich family who mm-hmm. are trying to force her into doing something she doesn't want to do and yeah so on and so forth i feel so. like the older lady eve eve, eve yeah is just like i survived both world wars fuck you guys <laughs> like that just seems like her attitude <laughs> it is like, it kind of is she's like what are you what are you gonna bring at me like <laughs> <laughs> like bring it at me bitches yeah like <laughs> What was the name of it again? It's called The Alice Network by Kate Quinn. You have to tell me what you think. It wasn't one of like my favorite books in the world, but it was worth the read. Definitely worth the read. Oh, it was a Reese pick. Oh, is it? Is it? I didn't even know it was a Reese pick. Yep. Rach, what you got in your pocket? I'm going to Is that a roll of quarter in your pocket? I hope nobody's reviewed this. A Simple Favor by Darcy Bell. Uh, Nope. Doesn't sound familiar. Oh, I'm so jealous right now. Uh-oh, why? Because I love... I haven't read the book, but I love that movie. Um, so I've never seen the movie, but from what I understand, um, the movie is pretty different from the book. Okay. Um, but like I said, I don't have anything to compare it to because I've only read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I found really interesting about this book is there are kind of three main characters in this book. Um, so you have um, Stephanie, uh, and then her best friend, Emily, and then Emily's husband. I can't think of his name right now, but the thing I found really unique is normally if characters are super unlikable, I have a hard time connecting, which isn't necessarily the point of the book. You know, I don't necessarily have to connect, but I found it interesting. I loved this book and I found all three of the characters to be extremely unlikable. Hmm. Uh, (laughs) Either for their, you know, mainly their behaviors, but just different dynamics and things. So essentially what happens is um, Stephanie and Emily, they meet through their young sons um, through school. Um, Stephanie is a widow. Her husband um, and you you learn that really early on that her husband has passed away and their sons are fairly young at this point. I want to say maybe four or five, like they're not very old at all. And so Stephanie's fairly lonely. And um, so she and Emily kind of become friends and it's pretty clear right off. Um, but especially as the book goes on that Stephanie is um, kind of obsessed with Emily a little bit, but also envious, you know, Emily works and has kind of this high powered corporate job and different things. Um, And Stephanie also watches Emily's little boy after school until she can uh, come pick him up. Uh, And Emily's husband um, travels a lot uh, internationally for work. So um, there's, you know, he's not necessarily around a whole lot. Well, one day, she uh stephanie has emily's little boy after school nothing unusual but emily never shows up to pick him up and so she thinks to herself oh maybe i misunderstood you know maybe she had to go on a business trip something like that right and so she doesn't think much of it she's kind of worried but not a lot but then as time goes on a little bit more time passes and she's like okay this is really weird she's not texting me back she's not calling me back i'm gonna call her husband Um, who at the time I believe is in London. 
And so she calls Emily's husband one night and he just says, oh, she's, I think, traveling here or something. And so Stephanie says, oh, okay, well, just so you know, your son's here. And he was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, you know, but then by the time he gets home, Emily is still not been heard from. And, you know, but this whole time, you're getting multiple perspectives from all of the characters with things. Um, and eventually relationships and other behaviors and internal thoughts and things start to transpire. And I mean, there, there were a lot of points with each character where I was just like, you're a terrible person. <laughs> you're an awful person. The only likable characters for me in this book were the two little boys <laughs> because they're just <laughs> with things. Um, and there, there is just, there's a lot going on in the book and a lot of things that I think you don't expect to happen uh, within relationships, stuff like that. Um, the ending really surprised me as well as some of the, um, some of the things as you start to come to the plot, you know, of the story and the conclusion of things. But, um, I have to say it's definitely one of my more top rated books. Um, I gave it four stars. So, um, I did read the audio. I didn't I read the actual book and I thought the audio was really well done. Um, the narrator was easy to follow. Um, the writing style was easy to follow, even though it does jump perspectives, which I know sometimes can be really confusing. I didn't find it confusing at all um, when they were jumping perspectives and different things like that. Um, so I thought that was really well done. But yeah, overall, I, like I said, I gave it a four out of five stars probably in the, at least my top five so far this year. Wow. That's high praise. Top five. I don't know if I'll watch the movie or not. Um, I really loved the movie, but I also will always love Anna Kendrick. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. Because the movie Stephanie is played by Anna Kendrick and Emily is played by Blake Lively, which I mean, let's call it what it is. I could stare at that woman all day long. She is beautiful. (laughs) Valid point. So Rachel oh. has a girl crush. Oh, for sure. Who is it? For Blake Lively. Blake Lively. Yeah, she's Lively. she's a hottie, hottie. Oh yeah, for sure. Ryan Reynolds is a. a I love old. him. Canadian. Mm. Yummy. Those two together, but so I would I would recommend it. It was good and it had twists and turns. And if you don't mind some, un- but it was weird. Even though I didn't find them likable, I found them so fascinating. Mm-hmm in their just psychology of things and behaviors so i really liked it and again that was a simple favor by darcy bell and martha for you i believe this was her debut novel yeah of of the first edition if it's her first novel and they made a movie out of it you need to collect that book i believe it is um a debut novel um which is funny the book i'm going to review on the next podcast is also a debut novel um so you're rubbing off a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I will say this. A couple of people that I've talked to who have read both the book and seen the movie, um, they did caution me and they said, don't go into it thinking they're the same thing because they're not. Okay. Well, that's good to know because I'll probably eventually read it. I just hadn't gotten to it yet. 
Mm -hmm. Well, and that's kind of nice too, because you kind of know you already like the story, but you're getting something a little bit different. So it's kind of still new. Yeah. Well, and that's like, because I used to be like, oh my God, I have to read the book before I see the movie. And now I'm almost the reverse where if I haven't already read the book, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch the movie so I can enjoy them like as two separate stories. Mm hmm. Sometimes that works and sometimes it yeah it, it does, doesn't yeah so it just I'd much rather do because I know I'm gonna lo- I know I'm gonna love the book more than I do the movie so and then I'm not disappointed but see here's the problem with me with watching the movie first is I want to read the book and picture the people in my head how they're described in the book and if I watch uh, the movie first in like the town oh, and everything and if I watch the I movie see. first then yeah. I already have this pre notion that's a good point of what everything's supposed to be. I'm 100% with Bonnie. Yep. If, yeah. if I have a choice between book or movie first, it has to be the book because I want to develop my own world yeah. with it. I want to picture things and what they sound like. And that, you know, I think that's why with, I was so pissed off at Twilight because in, in a sense. I can't believe you just said the T word. It wasn't word. me this time. But... But with a lot of other series that they've done that with too, but I'll say this because I knew that a simple favor was a movie and I already knew who starred in it. I'll be honest. When I was listening to the book it had it, it was in your head. Exactly. See, and I did, I wasn't even thinking about it when you said that because I know I always get mad. Is anybody else like this too? If I have an option between, so a physical book, if it's, a movie cover. Oh no, or burn it. No, what's your cover? Right. I don't want the movie cover. I don't at want all. the movie cover. Not even a little. Like, I even, like, Never. my mom's buying, like, Christmas. I will put a, I'll take a, like, Google image and put the mm-hmm. cover that I want on my, like, Christmas list and be like, not the movie cover, this one. Because, well, oh, if, it makes more sense if you're going to have a copy of a book that it should be the original cover. Because it's not a collectible once you get the movie cover on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it's an original cover or artwork, you know, that the author has approved and it's not like movie work or something, that's fine. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that. Yeah. But, but yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm hundred percent with you, Bonnie. I, I want to make up that world myself as I read it. And mm-hmm. cause then I, for me, it helps me develop that connection to the characters and I don't think it necessarily disrupted when I was listening to A Simple Favor, but I wasn't able to shape them really in my head because that's just what they looked like to well, me. That's yeah. why I've never been able to read the Vampire Diaries books because I watched the TV show first. Yeah. And they actually flip-flop what two of the characters look like. Oh, really? Elena, oh, really? the character in the movie in the show, Elena, Nina Dobrev, actually is what caroline looks like and caroline I hate it when they do that what uh, elena looks like so when they're describing elena they're see, like I blonde hair and i literally i was like nope can't do it and had it's to like close Hamid, to hamish it. Macbeth is supposed to be a extremely tall thin red-headed guy mm-hmm. and the guy in the series is about five feet tall with brown uh-huh. hair well that's like what's that one book that that tom cruise was Ugh. Tom was Cruise. on the movie and like him. and the guy in the book i can't remember if it was like oh it's like an action movie action series. Movie oh series. god mission jack reacher jack reacher jack oh. reacher supposed to be super tall and then they put and they, tom cruise yeah in he's very he's yeah not at all tall. see the other thing that pisses me off when you know movie adaptations is they will take characters and make them quote beautiful from what the original character in the book is supposed yeah. to look like 
this it made me upset they did that with dumpling um uh-huh i hated it because you're taking away what that what the whole purpose of those stories yep. are you're looking at real flawed actual people and then you take it and stick somebody in there or i know martha you mentioned this about ready player One. oh that makes me mad every time i think about it you're supposed to have a fat geeky guy in there a weird yeah. looking dude that has you know problems mm-hmm. connecting in society because of what he looks like yeah and see i saw the movie first yeah and, and so that's, and that's not what the I character's like at all and I Although book, having but... said that, I'm I think everybody should reread the beginning of that book and have an eye towards the pandemic to uh, deal with the problem with public school right now. Just so, saying, I haven't read that, but it would be interesting to read it now because I tried to read it when it first came out and I didn't have much interest. But being that I've read it a tiny bit of it, I think you're right, Martha. I may because like, that's one with... of the things I found most fascinating about the book was the way they dealt with the school. And the oh, second yeah. one comes out like. Thanksgiving week. Yep. Their sequel Does comes really? out. Yeah. yeah. I ordered gonna, a signed copy. I'm going to order the, uh, and the Will, audio. And Will Wheaton is doing the audio. I Somebody know. posted yeah. that in the trial, yeah. which not... I know was a big thing. People yep. were going to be upset. Will if Wheaton didn't. is my Star Trek crush. I just, you know, I love him. I don't know. He's just cocky and arrogant and I just like oh, him. Oh, I thoroughly enjoy him. But I remember seeing him as like an adult for the first time and being like, what happened to Wesley Crusher? <laughs> he grew up. I mean, he's still awesome. I think he's hilarious. Not what I thought he was going to look like. He just seems like he's a like. very interesting guy. Yes. His Instagram is highly entertaining. Let's My move turn. along, shall we, kids? All right. So I am staying in my YA bubble, but moving into Vani's historical fiction bubble. Hey. Yes. I like a little crossover. A little threesome going little on over threesome, here. A little, <laughs> little crossover. All right. So I read Orphan Monster Spy by Matt Colleen. I listened to this on audio, which was super fun because you got to hear the pronunciation of German. Uh, this is set in World War II, so you weren't trying to read it and be like, how does that sound? Yeah, you that's, got- one, that's a great thing about audio. <laughs> yeah, so you got to hear it. Um, so our main character, her name is Sarah, and she is a young Jewish girl living in Europe during World War II. And... She does not, quote unquote, look Jewish. Uh, uh-huh. She has blonde hair, blue eyes, but she's Jewish. And her mother ends up, this is not really a spoiler, her mother ends up dying early on in the book. And she ends up connected to this other gentleman. And we find out that he is a British spy in Germany. Mm. I think they're in Germany. They're in Germany or Poland. You know, when you listen to it on audio and you like miss chunks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> um, and so she's smart enough to somehow get connected up to him. And he kind of takes her under his wing and basically turns her into a middle school, high school aged spy. That's awesome. Yeah. So because of how she looks, she blends right in. Right. With because she's blonde, blue eyed. Blonde hair, blue eyed. So he basically creates a background for her a background for himself and she goes off to a boarding school that is all full of like hitler youth and like nazi higher-ups and they don't look twice at her because Mm -hmm. she's like the ideal aryan looking girl Mm -hmm. and so she's basically there to spy 
and get close to one of the one of the girls in particular because they're trying to get close to this girl's father Mm. and there's a whole lot of her trying to get to fit in because she's the new girl and obviously no one really suspects anything but they just feel like there's more to her story they kind of feel it they feel like there's more to her than what meets the eye but like no one can really put a finger on it and like she's playing piano for like the headmaster and she picks a song and he gets super mad because it was by a Jewish composer. And she's like, Oh, like my mom taught it to me, you know, before we knew better or whatever. She comes up with uh-huh. some excuse of why she knows this song so well. And it's just really interesting watching her navigate and go from like, like the book says kind of like orphan. And she calls herself little monster. Like when she's playing the role, like uh-huh. they change her name. I can't think of what her name is when she's like in the boarding school. It's not Sarah. So they changed her name and she calls herself monster when huh. she's like being the spy and like, she'll be like, get it together. Little monster. Like we've got to like, don't blow our cover because she's playing a Nazi, which right. in her eyes would be like a monster yes. because she's Jewish. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we learn, uh, or in everybody's eyes, <laughs> in every, everyone's eyes. Yes. So she, the girl she's trying to get close to her father is a scientist. Mm hmm. And I can't give too much away about what he's up to because it's like the last half of the book. Um, But they're trying to get close to him because of his experiments and the things he's doing um, for the Nazi party. Mm -hmm. And of course, nothing goes as planned, right? (laughs) Like there's some, there's some missteps. Um, There's just her having to navigate like, okay, I'm Sarah. I'm a Jewish girl trying to infiltrate Nazi hierarchy basically mm-hmm. with my british father figure now who's also a spy but acts like he's german so it's just a, it's really just a fun read there is a sequel to it i haven't read it yet um but there the you will be mind blown on what the scientist was trying to do and it is almost terrifying to think if any part of this is a little bit true that like any of that which, any part of it is true yeah well and well that like what he was trying to do if it had worked would be a totally different world today hmm. and it's super cool well he probably was working he probably was in real life there was probably a scientist who was working on that because those german scientists in the nazi regime regime yes nazi regime they were they had some scary ass yeah things going i mean i've read about it like yeah like when i was taking um healthcare ethics they talked about yeah the the nazi german scientists yeah they were brilliant but insane all at the same time but evil geniuses evil geniuses and you you kind of start reading the last quarter of the book and you're like you start to figure out like oh i know i know what he's trying to do and it's terrifying Mm. and it just was really good read i really enjoyed it i'll probably do the audio for the sequel as well because i just kind of curious where it goes next but it was a lot of fun and it was just a good ya world war ii book it just fit into that world well and just the added fact of she could blend in there were right. just on her appearance. As soon as they saw her, they were like, she's perfect. She's blonde hair and blue eyed. Like if they only knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was just really good. And that was orphan monster spy by Matt Killeen. 
I got two choices. A bizarre personal assistant to a far out celebrity or a an evil genius um, supervillain. Ooh, do the assistant. Okay. All right. The assistant it is. I read A Star is Bored by Byron Lane. A Star is Bored? Bored. Okay. B-O-R-E-D. It's about a young man who is looking for a job. And this friend of his, who he keeps running into in various areas, he cracks me up because the guy, I don't remember what his name is right off the top, but he's describing the guy and... It reminds me of, you know, in Seinfeld where he's talking about Newman all the time. Yes. Newman. Mm-hmm. He's this dude that he's talking about is like his nemesis. Hmm. So he always runs into him everywhere. And he, you know, he always has that aside reaction to this guy. I don't remember what his name is. It's killing me. But anyway, um, this guy is an executive assistant for a celebrity and so he tells charlie about this job for an executive assistant or not an executive assistant but a personal assistant for a celebrity and it turns out to be one of his favorite celebrities and her name is kathy cannon star of of stage and screen and People Magazine's worst dressed list. And she's a very thinly veiled celebrity. You you know who it is almost right away. And the funny part was, is he starts out the book by saying, you know, this book is not about any person specifically and blah, blah, blah. But the minute he starts talking about who the celebrity is, you know instantly who she is. Because he's talking about how much, when he was a kid, he's gay, and his father was trying to toughen him up, you know, when he was a kid. And and he had this action figure that he loved. They don't call it princess. They call it um, priestess something. I don't remember what her name is, but it's, it's a female action figure. And his dad takes it away from him just so pissed off at his dad for doing it and his mom dies pretty young so his dad is like he's raised by his dad and his dad does all kinds of very not very nice things to him because he wants him not to be gay so you hear little bits and pieces of that throughout the story as well sort of shapes the way you feel about charlie but he goes for this interview and she answers, she answers the door when he goes for the interview. And he's just totally shocked because he knows this woman, you know, she's so famous. And he immediately, like, starts to lock up, you know. But he knows that he has to nail this interview because he wants to work for her so badly. So she asks him what his name is, and he tells her, his name she's like no that's never gonna do Cockring. that's your name Cockring. so she calls him Cockring throughout the whole name. interview mm-hmm. and all of this stuff that happens during the interview he's he's just totally sure he is you know jacked it up that he didn't get the job so he leaves and i think it go, a couple of weeks goes by 
until she gets this phone or this text or phone call or whatever saying, cock ring, where are you? I need um, toothpicks. <laughs> that's a nice, hey, you're hired text exactly. message. Exactly. And it, it's <laughs> like, that's how the relationship between them begins. And it is, I have to say that I was completely sucked into this world immediately. And I completely, you know how I am. I completely forget about everything else that's going on around me. It was just so bizarre. I mean, her whole demeanor and the way she went about things and the way um, he was towards her and how their relationship grew and changed over time. You know, he never really had much of a mother figure because he grew up with his dad. And so you can see at, at one point, his dad is trying to get rid of all his mother's stuff and he boxes it up and mails it to Charlie. Well, Charlie lives in LA in this tiny little apartment, doesn't have any place for all this stuff. He doesn't have any idea what's even in the boxes and he doesn't open them. Mm -hmm. But he does have this one thing that he had retrieved from his dad's house um, when he had been there. It's like this locket that he gave his mom when he was a little kid and it's like this cheap little partially metallic locket and at one point during the book he gives it to Kathy and it's like this very significant thing for him to give this to her and she puts it on her keychain and so there's a there's one point where in the book where he says something to her about it and she's like oh do I still have that Oh, you know, there's there's a bunch of little things that go on like now that. I want to know what who she who you think like celebrity wise. Oh, you would know immediately when you started reading it. You really would. You I'm have serious. to read it. Uh, have you to just have to tell it. me when we're not recording. But Charlie is such. I just loved him so much. The character of him and the way he reacted to you know he went through a couple of relationships and he would just be so invested and so hopeful. You know, with these relationship with these guys and they would just shit all over him or ghost him. Mm -hmm. And he just, he was one of those guys where I just wanted to hold him and hug him and tell him everything was going to be all right. You know, because he just felt like he needed a mother character so much. And I just felt so deeply for him. The way he sort of integrates himself into his life and some of the things, or, or into her life. And I was very surprised by some of the twists and turns that this book took and some of the actions he took surprised me very, very much. And for that reason, I really liked the book because it was not a predictable line of events at all. I mean, you just never knew what was going to happen from moment to moment. She's so unpredictable. You don't know if she's using drugs. You know, you don't know how he's going to or how she's going to behave towards him. It was just so such a fascinating, fascinating book. And when you get to the ending, you find out a little bit more information about who this person really was and about his true connection to her after the book is over in the in the afterward oh i know so, how much you like a book that you cannot predict i absolutely do absolutely um i didn't give it five stars when i rated it initially 
But the more I think about it, the more I think I will give it five stars. It's another one of those where, why didn't I give this a higher rating? I really love this book. Uh, it was just such a, an interesting look inside a life that was completely different than mine. There's nothing about it that I had in common with Charlie. But I, but I loved his character so much. And I loved his experiences so much and his story as well. So if this sounds interesting to you, then yay, because it was great. And I know that at least one person in this room has read one of her books, The Star. Once again, that was called A Star is Bored by Byron Lane. Okay, now I like really need to know. I feel like it's Vani. Well, but who read the the like star the, that this is the, about? The star you that have oh. read one of her books. I have read one. Yes, you have. <laughs> she is a very very. She was she's very famous for a science fiction character that she played. And I read a book that she wrote. Yep. Oh. Don't say who it is because we're going to oh, let the okay. listeners figure it out in their own head as they go on. Okay. But. Okay. It, it was so good, you guys. I really, really liked it. And I think that Byron is an excellent writer. I really enjoyed that book. This is really bothering me. I'm about to Google the shit out of this. Well, I'm trying to think of what I, what I freaking reviewed. Let me just say that she is hilarious. Think about what she calls him. She calls him Cockring. Yeah. Think about the most foul-mouthed woman, bipolar, Oh, come on. You know who oh. it is. You know who it is. You know who it is. Don't say it, though. Oh, okay. Don't yeah. say it, because we're going to yeah. let the listeners figure it out for themselves. So this, right. is a, this is your chance, Tribe. Guys, it was an awesome book. It really was. I, th- I really in- enjoyed, well, even he- if a tiny bit of it is true, which, you know, he, he says he, he didn't write it based on her, but that she kind of helped him inspired. with it. Inspired? Yes. She kind of helped him with write it. Then it was probably hilarious if it's who I'm thinking it is. It was fucking hilarious. I actually, but it was also so tender and heartbreaking and deep and oh, I just love Charlie so much. I want to be his mother. <laughs> Aww, I know. So, but it was greatly entertaining as well. You really got an inside look at what somebody who has a lot of money and very little to do would do in her spare time hmm that's scary yeah very eye-opening even if it's not true it was still really cool god i need a pedicure so bad you know after jack tomorrow after jacking up my foot you know and it's been all swollen and gross and all of the the hey, wait, polish is chipped off of it. I got farmer's feet like Vonnie right now. How is the x-ray? What do they say? Uh, it's not broken. Oh. No, it's just really, really, I mean, the bone is bruised and it's really sprained. She said it could take up to eight weeks for it to heal. Oof, that's Ooh. crazy. Eight more weeks or eight no, weeks? No, eight weeks total. It's oh, been, so you've been about five weeks. About four or five weeks yeah. now. So. so hopefully it'll start feeling better it's, pretty it's soon. It started to feel a little better. I could put a shoe on today. So Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Well, if you'd quit using it so much, it would heal faster. You have to let it rest. <laughs> it means you have to hold still. It's pretty swollen right now. because. Well, let me know whenever you're done. Lunch, 
whenever you're healed and I'll go get a pedicure with you because you know I love them. I'm getting one tomorrow. Cause well, I'm every time I think about a pedicure, I think about Vonnie's big old farmer feet, you know, because when they do her feet, they use a cheese grater. I love the cheese grater. The on big my feet. fat cheese grater. But, but it uh-huh. looks like, guys, yeah. it looks like cheese coming it's off her disgusting. feet. Mine does, it's like disgusting. She's like piles of stuff my- coming off her feet. I'm like... Mine will do she that tomorrow because I haven't had a pedicure in like a month and a half. Farmer's feet. I have farmer's I feet. Pedicures hate them. I love do them. Do you? I did a manicure, but my hand, my nails are so bad that it'll just like burn my soul. Well, let me tell you what happened to me because this is a good for anyone who is an eyeglass wearer out there. Let me tell you my story because this might help you out later in life. Okay, so I'm pretty blind without my glasses. Didn't have insurance for a while. A long while. Ran out of contact. So I was, you know, in my glasses for about six months or so. And you can't see when you shave in the shower. So first time I went to shave my legs after I went to get contacts finally because I have insurance again. I went to shave and my toes were so hairy and I had just gone to get a pedicure and I'm like, oh my God, why has nobody said anything about my hairy toes? So of course, you know, I'm shaving my legs. So, you know, I swipe my toes and everything and am just completely embarrassed that I've been running around with freaking furry hobby feet for six months because I didn't know. Isn't that part of, shouldn't that be like part of a pedicure? I buy wax strips for myself at Walmart because let's be honest, I'm not plucking my eyebrows and I'll just cut one of them thin, stick that baby on, rip it off. They could keep a box of those there, just stick that in your big toe, rip that off. You'd never even know. I I bet they would do it if you asked. I would pay five more dollars if they would wax my hairy ass feet when they're cheese grating my, they're going to wax your freaking bikini area why would they not do your toes? Mm-hmm. Well, they don't wax your bikini area at the fucking pedicurist. Yes, they well, do. They have a back room. Well, that now they I'm do totally skeeved of. out. <laughs> why are you skeeved out? You got to go somewhere to get that done. Because <laughs> I've done my eyebrows at the nail place. Like if I'm between like hair appointments. Eyebrows are different. And they'll do like your facial hair. More it's done. on their menu. Oh. <gasps> that you can get that done. I haven't looked at the menu in my place. You can like get a facial. You can like get things wax get things things there's a place here in amarillo called waxing the city they'll wax whatever you put in front of them <laughs> you'll come out with like zero hair you'll be like yeah. lex luther the hollywood there's sometimes I, I with keep, my i keep uh, well i don't know i don't like the idea that where they're doing my pedicure somebody's getting there i would bet yeah. most people butt do crack not dealt do. with that there i just yeah, can't handle have that. like probably go to, i like, can't handle the truth i've never seen anybody going into the back room when i've been there so yeah you make it sound like they're going into like in front of the firing <laughs> well think about it how much that would hurt i don't want to think about it that's why i'm not doing it i'm gonna leave that hair right where it's at <laughs> i don't care if anybody makes fun of me for having a 70s hairy ass i'll take that any day you're gonna keep your porn stash i'm keeping my freaking 70s porn fro <laughs> play some disco music baby let's fluff that thing up a little bit staying alive staying alive don't get me glitter caught in there <laughs> I'm just saying they have medicine for that. Oh my God. We have to stop 
now and on that note that's gonna do it for three book girls can't get enough of three book girls check them out on facebook twitter and instagram and join the group three book girls tribe on facebook if you really love them share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events three book girls a steel trap production